if it can happen for us, mm-hmm. it can happen for you. Like yeah. it is worth doing. Mm-hmm. I don't think any act of generosity ever goes wasted. Um, and so that's why we're sharing these stories. Welcome back to the Cypress Room, where we dive deep on influencing with integrity. And today's episode is going to be fun, I think. It's going to be all about generosity in your personal life um, and in your business and how it can bless you. And we're going to be talking about being generous with not only your finances, but with your time and the breakthrough we've seen in just like serving people and kind of just being generous with your resources. Yes. I'm so excited about this episode because... I just believe that a generous spirit is like the way forward. Like it's how we can lift others up. It's how we're going to succeed in our own personal lives Mm -hmm. and businesses. And I think it's going to be fun to talk about all the different ways we can be generous practically uh, in our own lives um, and as we do business. So I think it's going to be good. I think it'll be good too. We have lots and lots of notes. So I'm excited for this one. And make sure you stick around to the end of this podcast because we're starting a new segment about our favorite things because we're coming off of doing a whole episode of our favorite things. We're like, oh my gosh, we missed so many things. So going forward, because one of our favorite things to do when we love something is to share it with our friends, with you guys, we both have a couple of things picked out that we're going to share with you today. So don't miss that. Stick around to the end of the video. for that. I love talking about favorite things. Bonus content. (laughs) And we have to also talk about Oh, yes. One favorite thing front and center. I mean, before we get started, we've got our new Cypress Room podcast, Stanley's. Cheers. Cheers. I mean, how cute is that? They're really cute. And they were purchased and picked out by my husband. Yes. Shout out to Mike. Um, He got me the white one because I'm very basic. And he got Maggie the green one. So I think they're both really pretty. And um, I'm going to link where we got them from because we got them from an Etsy store. Mm-hmm. And so go check her out. She can do a logo or just your name or anything. So it's fun to have a custom Stanley because these things are spendy. Yes. And if you have your name on it, somebody's not going to steal it. And if you have your name on it, your daughter's not going to steal yeah. it or a friend or whatever. Um, and I have a full confession to make this my first Stanley that I own. Is it? And I was kind of anti Stanley's just because <laughs> everybody has one. And it's just like, I'm like, I don't need that. It seems like really ridiculous. Um, but I'm kind of obsessed with it and I'm drinking more water. So I understand. I understand the obsession. Yeah, you and get the, it now. The chokehold that this has on women right yes. now. Mostly women. I think guys are embarrassed to, to tell have these. Stanley. Yeah. But I have been seeing on TikTok a bunch of men doing TikToks about like this, my wife's sippy cup, it's so ridiculous. And then they start drinking it and they're like, this is magical. And then they get like a nugget ice maker. And they're like, this makes me so happy. I understand. So you know, if you haven't tried a Stanley yet, you should, you should. And this is also us dipping our toes in seeing about future merch, what this Mm -hmm. beautiful logo looks like on different things. I love it. So hopefully just the start and there will be more to come. Cypress room merch cups sweatshirts <laughs> hats beanies. beanies we have all sorts of plans yeah. for that yeah. but generosity let's get into it generosity i have so many feelings about this episode because it's definitely been a long journey for me to kind of get to where i'm at in generosity so uh, it's 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 interesting <laughs> i want you to talk though about cuz this was your idea for a podcast. It was my idea. So I want you to share like 
why you think it's important, like why it matters, how the origin story of why this was an idea for one of our podcast episodes. Yeah. And I mean, the, the heart of the matter of it is, is that we learned how to be generous in our family and our personal life. And then when I created a business, we kind of already had that muscle flexed and had already seen breakthrough in the area of our finances that when I started a business, I immediately knew, okay, I I have to be generous from the start. I can't Mm -hmm. wait until I'm making tons of money or I have that measure to pour back into other people or to be generous with other people. So from the get go, when I started my business, even when I was just flipping furniture out of my garage, I gave 10% away. Um, so, and I've just seen that grow. Like as I've had more income come in, I've been able to give away more and give away more resources and it's just compounded things. And I have like a huge, huge testimony that I want to share, but I feel like I want to dive into like the nitty gritty of more of like what, just what generosity even means. Like, yeah. cause what if someone's sitting there being like, okay, gener- like, what do you even mean? Yes. And you know, I think too, part of this came up when we were at Haven conference and we were talking to our dear friend, Katie Scott, and she is one of the most generous people I think I've ever met in the business world, in yeah. this business mm-hmm. specifically that we're directly involved in. And we were just, it was just so fun to talk about the joy that comes from being generous and then watching not only, you know, the blessing you get out of it, but the ripple effect that it causes in your community, whether it's your business community or your personal life. And I think that got me even more excited to talk about it because I really think it is universal these principles of generosity, of giving away, putting out into the world what you want to get back. Um, And it's definitely not a giving to get mindset. It's a heart posture of just kind of not holding on to your time, your resources, your encouragement Mm -hmm. so tightly, but to just release it and give it away and I believe you're going to get back eventually. Maybe it won't look the way that you expect it to, but I just, I truly believe in that reaping and Mm -hmm. sowing type Mm -hmm. of mindset. So, and it is really opposite, I think, to the mindset you hear in business a Mm -hmm. lot and what, you know, the gurus will tell you and what the world will tell you is that you have to hold on tight and you have to have everything in order and your business needs to be really profitable before you can ever think about giving things away that you need Mm -hmm. to keep investing in yourself and hold tight and there's never going to be enough. And it's that like scarcity mindset Yes, that you have to keep it all for yourself because you don't know like when the brand partnerships are going to stop or if you're going to make any of your money back on this piece of furniture that you're flipping and the world would tell you to like hold on tight and get every dollar that you can for yourself. Mm -hmm. And I've just found that actually being... (laughs) more fruit and being like, it's not even mine to begin with. It's like, God has blessed me with it. So I'm just going to give wherever he tells me to give Mm -hmm. has just created just like a freedom and a joy and an ease in my business and in my ledger, which doesn't, it doesn't seem like it would make sense in the natural, but it really does. It does. (laughs) Well, let's start at the, at the bottom level here. Um, so for those of you who are like, well, generosity, what, like, what are you even talking about? Just the meaning in the dictionary is a willingness to give help or support, especially more than is usual or expected, which I love that, that 
generosity is not just about money and finances. Yeah. That is absolutely a part of it. But it is so much more than that. And I think we're going to break that down here in a few minutes. But the opposite of generosity, which is kind of what you were talking about, that scarcity mindset or a poverty mindset. Mm-hmm. Poverty mindset is living in scarcity and being always afraid that there's never going to be enough, that there's not enough resources for you. There's not enough business. It's living in a fear that things aren't going to work out for you if you don't hold on tightly to everything. um, And that even what you have now can be taken from you at any moment. And wealth is going to always be a little bit beyond your reach. So Mm -hmm. it's kind of the, the opposite of generosity is it's almost a fear-based mindset that there isn't enough for everybody there's not enough business to go around there's not enough finance to go around and that's really a hard way to live and I have to say Mm -hmm. that is something that I have struggled with um growing up is that mindset um and something that I think I still have to work through just because I think we talked about this before, but generosity, I, I believe it's a legacy that you can pass down through your family. And, you know, I know you have a different experience with that than me, but generosity was not my experience growing up. Um, it was more of a poverty mindset mentality. And so I have struggled to overcome that as an adult and step out in faith and risk being generous. Um, and it's almost like that muscle <laughs> memory that the more you do it, the stronger those muscles get, the more you're willing to risk, the more you want to be generous. One of the things that Maggie has taught me that I always hear every time I'm at a restaurant and I'm getting ready to write my tip or getting my hair done or whatever, the valet, anybody, she says the easiest way to bless somebody is through a tip. Yeah. And, you know, I we we can nickel and dime sometimes and be like, well, what's the 20% and what's this? And it's like, what's one more dollar? What's two more dollars? Right. What's three? How much could $5 like over what you should normally tip? How much could that bless somebody today? And how much can you bless their day? And it is yeah. the easiest way to bless somebody. It is. <laughs> and whenever I find myself arguing in my mind over 5 or $10, I'm just like, stop. Mate. Yeah. Stop. In the grand scheme of things, it is worth an extra whatever five, ten, fifteen dollars to just make somebody's day than for me to hold on to it and walk away. Yeah. So I love that about you. (laughs) And like you were talking about generosity and growing up, like my example of my dad is and I just actually got to sit down and tell him this like a couple of months ago and he started crying, but I was like, Oh dad, you really need to hear this. My dad's eighty. Um, and he has survived many bouts of cancer and he mm-hmm. is still here. So God has a purpose for him. And so I got to tell him two months ago, dad, like you are just one of the most generous people. And I just thought that was normal growing up. I thought it was normal that, you know, you would always offer to pay for someone's meal or you would have somebody over to your house or, you know, anytime that we would go out to eat, I never had to order off the kid's meal. And I never had to order water. My parents always let me get a soda. And as a parent now, I know those sodas are a lot. They add up in a family. They do. Yes. And my and the kids' meals are a lot more affordable yes. than, 
than letting your kid order whatever they want off the menu. And, you know, I even remember too, when I got married, my dad paid for several friends' hotel rooms that were in a tight spot. And, um, I just thought that was normal. That was what I saw that heart of just being able to give what you have, even if somebody doesn't necessarily even need it. It's just not holding on tight and not, and my dad is a frugal person, like, don't get me wrong, but he was always generous with other people and with me and my sister very much. So yeah. Yeah. And I think that now he has passed that on to you, that heart posture, Mm -hmm. that, um, willingness to give away and not hold so tightly Mm -hmm. onto things, which Mm -hmm. I think is beautiful. And for me, that is my goal with my kids is I want them to see us being generous. And when we're talking about being generous, let's talk about how it's not just money. (laughs) (laughs) Most of my testimonies are money, but I don't think they're all money. I think that you're generous in other ways that maybe you just don't recognize. But I think when we're thinking about being generous, it's certainly money is a part, a piece of that. But I think being generous with encouragement, Mm -hmm. encouraging words to people, being generous with our resources, generous with our time, how we're serving others, generous with influence, um, attention, sometimes I was thinking of just practical examples of being generous just in your everyday and even just the looking of people in the eyes, like when you're checking out at a grocery store or the kind word or the compliment or those are ways we can be generous too, because I think sometimes we as people can get so self-focused and I think being generous is about looking at other people, being conscious of the needs that are out there, whether it is a kind word or encouragement, whether it's time of making time for coffee with somebody who needs a listening ear. Um, those are all ways to, to be generous. Yeah. And uh, you know, at the start of pretty distressed and when I was starting my Instagram and my YouTube channel, I would send people long DMS and like message them and whatever, and help them through their projects in the beginning, because I had that that time to invest back. And even though I could say refer to this video or refer to that video, I would help walk people through because I was trying to, you know, build my brand and encourage people because that was why it started. I want to encourage people to do what I did that you could flip furniture that you could make Mm -hmm. over the things that you find for cheap or in your home and you can have a beautiful home on a budget. And so I was very invested in that. And I didn't have like money resources very much to give back then. So that's how yeah, like with my time, I would sew into other people. And I think that is what helped my brand grow in the beginning is that attention and encouragement to others and that sacrifice of time, because it was a lot of time to to answer every single question. Well, and let's talk about how someone being generous with you at your first haven, which we have talked about in the past, kind of spurred you on in future havens, yeah, conferences and in your business to be generous right. with words and attention. So, mm-hmm. I mean, for those well, of you who haven't heard her first Haven story, I think that's also a testimony. Yeah. i just mean everybody who the speakers who go to Haven, yes, they probably get a free ticket and might be paid a little bit for what they're doing, but it's not, it's not, 
they're doing it because they care and because someone did it for them Mm -hmm. and then they do it for others. And that's why I continue to go back and I share people when I'm at Haven, I share how much money I make. Mm -hmm. I show I'm very vulnerable and I show people like, this is the deal. Here's when it's up. Here's when it's down and just let them into a very vulnerable place in my life. Like they know all my business, but I think it's important to, you know, what was sewed into me when someone said, this is how much I charge for a post on my blog. Like it was just mind blowing to me. I'm like, someone's actually telling me like, okay, I can go back to this company and say, well, this is my audience. So I deserve $200 for this. Like she taught me how to do that at my first Haven. Mm -hmm. So now I feel like because she encouraged me, I want to encourage others. And like you talked about the ripple effect. So this one thing that my friend Ashley did for me, like I've pushed that out to probably who knows hundreds of people. And then those hundred people say they only reach out five people. Look at how much has happened from just Ashley being generous and how just like one little print pin prick in that dam can just bust the whole thing open Mm -hmm. and do that multiplication. It's a really powerful thing to, just one person starting with generosity and the like ripple effect that it can have. Absolutely. That's, I think what gets me excited to talk about it because I just imagine the more people, um, that have a heart for generosity. I mean, imagine if they use their influence to be generous and the ripple effect that that would have in the world. I think sometimes our tendency is to sit back and wait for other people to do things, to take care of things. And when we say, no, I, it, it starts here, like with me being generous, just with those in my areas of influence. We talk about our areas of influence. Mm-hmm. If we can just be generous with the five people, you know, in our circle, and then they're generous with five more, it's that, Mm-hmm. That multiplication factor could really make an impact in the world and in our communities and mm-hmm. our places of business. So. Well, and I'm just thinking even like more practically, just on a personal level, I know with my kids, I am running my kids everywhere. Mm-hmm. And when I have a parent reach out to me and be like, hey, would your daughter like to come play for the day? I can come pick her up and I'll feed her and then I'll bring her back at six. I'm like, that sounds lovely. <laughs> yes. And then, you know, this summer in July, I took July off. So I had opportunity to reach out to different friends and be like, Hey, can we pick her up? And they're like, Oh, let me give you money for Chick-fil-A or whatever. I'm like, no, no, like I got this. Like you just enjoy your day. And again, just being, you know, being generous, like with that, with a little bit of time, maybe $7 at Chick-fil-A and just how much that could bless somebody's day to do little things like that. Oh yes. I love that. (laughs) Okay. So I know you have a testimony of generosity specifically in your business. So tell us about it. Okay. Well, I feel like I have to start a little bit more. I'm going to go back a little bit. And if if I get too long winded, like cut me down and be like, okay. (laughs) But I would have never been generous in my business. If, you know, if I, if my husband didn't teach me how to be generous, like early in our marriage, like I said, I had the heart because I had seen it modeled for me growing up. Um, but when you have your own paycheck, (laughs) it's a little, I was very generous with my dad's money. Let me tell you that. Cause I, I had a full ride to college. So my dad was even more generous with me when I was in college. He paid my rent. I know it's a different story than you. Cause you actually paid for college, but my dad paid my rent. He would pay for my gas. 
he would put a little bit of money in my checking account every month so I could go out to eat. And I was generous with that all the time. If I had a lot of money in my bank account and my friend didn't have enough money to go to Wendy's with me, I'd be like, oh, I got you, girl. I was really, <laughs> it was really easy to be generous with someone else's money. Yes. Um, and when it became my own money and um, there wasn't as much because I was, you know, a young 20 something, probably making, I was making decent money. I think like 30, started out making like 35,000. So I, I thought I was doing it. But um, when it came to giving, it was non-existent for me. I would still be generous in, in certain areas of like taking friends out when I wanted to do something, they didn't have money. Like, yeah, come along with me. Um, but being generous charity wise um, was not, I didn't really know how to do that. Mm-hmm. And when we had kids, we went from two incomes to one income. So we were already having to budget a ton and cut a bunch of fun things out and buying less clothes and buying less makeup and having to be more conscious about how I was spending my money. It was hard for me. And I was the one staying at home. So I felt like I was the one spending the money because I'm doing the grocery shopping. I have to get the clothes for the kids, everything. And it just seemed like there was never enough. And um, at the time, you know, we were just we were walking with the Lord more. We were going to church and that this all this principle stems from something that's biblical. If you guys have never heard of that, but it's a concept of tithing and it's giving 10% of anything that comes in to God because God's the one that is providing you with the finances to begin with. So we were just challenged pretty early on in our marriage to be like, well, what? I just thought offering was like, you just put money in the, in the plate when you kind of have it. Yeah. If you don't have it, sometimes you do it, sometimes you don't. And so we were kind of challenged with this, like, well, it, everything you have is from God. So like you need to honor God with your first fruits, like with the first thing that comes in. And so Mike really got a heart for that and was trying to get me on board. And I'm like, mm, we don't have enough money to do this. Like, what about this? What about this bill? Then we're not gonna be able to do this and all the things. And he just really had a heart for it and led for led forth with it. And we just started giving that 10% anytime anything came in, anytime his paycheck came in, anytime a bonus came in anything. So, and we were doing that for several years before my business even took up. And I got really quick, I'll just do one personal testimony in that. Um, we owned a home during that huge crash. When Mm -hmm. was that crash? Like 2008? Mm -hmm. Is that right? Yeah. So we had a town home that we had bought brand new. And so we were upside down in it and we actually, it wasn't really enough room for our family, we had had one child in it. We were about to have a second. Mike worked from home, so we really needed an office, and we were out of bedrooms and out of space. And so we tried to sell that house, and we could not. Um, we couldn't. And even if we would have sold it, we would have lost money on it. And so we're like, okay, we're just going to take it off the market. And this is, we're going to deal. We're going to figure it out. We're going to do, we're just going to figure it out. We're going to be here, and it's okay. And we never stopped giving during that whole time, which you would think, oh, well, we got to stop giving this 10% away because we need it. Like we're upside down in our house. And it just so happened that a year later, Michael would get transferred and transferred by his company and the company bought our house out and paid us the difference in what we were upside down in. And then we were able to move to Indiana to a home that was more gorgeous and bigger than I ever could imagine that we would have ever been able to get into. And all that, the difference of what we had lost, it all got paid back by this company And so that was like my first testimony that like, okay, God, if you can do that, I'm in. Like, even when I don't understand, even when it hurts, I'm going to give and I'm going to trust you because I could have never worked that out in my mind. 
Yeah. So that's kind of the foundation (laughs) of where everything started. We went through a similar situation. We were neighbors. Yeah. We looked at at your house. You bought it at the same time as us. So we were were also upside down Mm -hmm. in a house and I had quit my job and on paper, our finances should not have made sense at all. And a year after I had quit my job and, you know, we had kept giving uh, through the whole time and it was so tight and we were even doing Dave Ramsey's like cash envelopes through oh, that wow. whole time. My husband actually got transferred to Michigan and they paid us the difference that we were upside down in our house. So we actually ended up making money That's on wild. that move, which I mean, that could only, there was no other way that that could have happened. Um, and I just believe it was, it was totally God and Mm -hmm. it was the faithfulness of giving. Um, and he, I, I, we have a pastor at our church who always says, um, if you take care of God's house, if you're faithful in your giving, then he's going to take care of your house. And I, I know that we have personally seen that time and time again. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of you may not know, but last year my husband lost his job and was unemployed for six months. And prior to that, I had started my business, I want to say six or nine months before that. And the first time I got a paycheck for Spark Creative, I felt like I was just supposed to give it all away. And so I gave the whole thing. Oh my gosh. I don't think I knew that. You didn't know that? No. I gave the whole thing. um, And yeah, that was probably like nine months. And then nine months later, my husband lost his job and was unemployed for six months. And during that time, um, my income doubled over what, where it was last year and we were able to make it through that time of him being unemployed um with my income didn't miss a house payment no we didn't miss any payments um and and actually you know at the end of the year when we were doing our taxes we weren't even that far off from the year before of income so i've just seen it time and time again that whether um it's God working in a mysterious way and just things are always taken care of Yeah, when we've been generous, whether it's friends mm-hmm. helping us, our community, the people that we've given to giving back to us. It works in so many different ways and it's never the way I expect, but God has always just been so faithful um, when we have lived our lives generously. Yeah. And I just want to reiterate that it is not, easy it's not easy no it is um I think you built you you it's like a muscle so you when you give and then you see the result um of it like if a blessing comes in or like the testimony of our houses it's still like the next time you feel that urge of like I'm really supposed to give really big here it's still hard and you still have to obey like that prompting that you feel um and there's ups and down seasons like your husband lost his job, even though you were giving faithfully, you know, during the COVID season, like my husband's salary got cut, he lost like a car allowance, and we had a car payment. And we didn't like, 
we didn't even know, is anybody even going to have a job in a few months? And he, we were spiraling a little bit and we're like, no, like we're sticking to this word of that you're going to prosper in your business and like God has us and we're going to be okay. And we're going to be okay. We're going to keep giving and we're not going to panic, but it's not easy to do that because still your initial reaction is like, well, we have no money coming in. So we're not giving, we're not going to give right now. Yes. It's stretching. We have to, we have to just hold everything tight and hunker down and have that scarcity mentality. And it's just, no, yeah, it's not, it does. I think it, it's like a muscle. And so it does get easier, but there are times when you are stretched beyond what you have capacity for and for you, sure. you just have to trust and walk forward in it. Yes. And I think it's always stretching. And I, I feel like, you know, for us, generosity is definitely rooted in faith. Um, but if you're out there and saying like, maybe you don't believe the same way or feel that the same way, I think the principle still holds true mm-hmm. because that poverty mindset is rooted in fear and anyone who lives their life in fear, the results are never positive. And I just, that concept of reaping and sowing karma, whatever you want to call it, I still think it holds true, whether it's rooted in faith or not, that what you put out, what you Mm -hmm. give out in the world is going to return to you um, at some point. Yeah. And so yeah, I just wanted yeah. to say that too. But That's, I know you I also have a business I have a huge testimony. business testimony. Um, and you guys, if you've been following along in the podcast, you know some of this story. So I'm going to keep it as condensed as I can. But in 2019 is when I decided to become a full-time content creator. And at that point, I had had some videos do well. So I was monetized on YouTube. So I was probably making... I don't know, I think it was like $500 a month or maybe $1,000 a month because I had a video that was kind of just getting so many views and it was the only thing bringing in money because I wasn't even consistently making videos. Um, But when I decided after going Haven, came home in August or September and said, okay, I'm going to go full time and I was making one video a week until the end of December. And so still, I wasn't making any additional money than that money I was making off that one YouTube video. So I think at the end of the year, I had... Um, we had created a separate banking account for me at that point. I think I had $4,500 in that checking account, which was like a big deal. Okay. Cause I was yeah. a stay at home mom and I had never had that much money that I had made in one spot in a very long time. Furniture flipping. I had like, you know, a couple, like a thousand dollars maybe once or, you know, I wasn't making a ton of money. So to have $4,500 sitting in my checking account, I'm like, oh my gosh, like, I feel like I'm doing it. I've got this business account that has $4,000 in it. And um, we were at church and our church was in the process of, we were in a facility that we were renting and we were trying to build a building, purchase a building and redo a building over in Nashville and Metro Center. And they had already done like kind of a push for like, if this is your home and you feel led to give for this building, do it. And we had done it. And it was a pretty uncomfortable amount because we had felt prompted by God. God gave us, gave me and my husband the same number and we're like, okay, we got to do it. So we had already given like big, it, it was a painful give, but it was, it still felt good after doing it. Um, and then in December they were like, Hey, you know, we're in these really uncomfortable chairs, which they Maggie can attest to it. Yes. Very uncomfortable plastic Very chairs. Uncomfortable. And they're like, we're going to be having to take these to the new building. Cause we're being frugal. But if you feel so inclined, we're going to do, you know, cause every seat matters, every person, every booty in a seat matters. Yes. So if you feel like sponsoring a seat basically is kind of what they put it, um, 
we're going to do another push for that. So if you feel led to give, and immediately I'm sitting there being like, well, we already gave God. So I know you're not going to ask me to give again. <laughs> I'm a little sassy sometimes. Um, and it just like dropped in my spirit. Like it was just so clear. He was like, I want you to give away everything that's in your business account. <laughs> I'm crying. I'm like going to cry thinking about it now because that was a big deal, man, that he yeah. asked me to do that. And I was like, mm. I kind of knew immediately that it was him and that I needed to do it. Mm-hmm. But I was like, oh gosh, okay. Um, so on the car ride home, <laughs> I like over at my husband, I'm like, did you like, th- did you hear anything? Did you think anything? Like when they said, okay, we're doing this other push. And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, really? Like we already gave, why do we have to give again? He's like, no, I feel like we're supposed to. I go, okay, well, can I tell you what the Lord said? He said that I have to give every single cent that's in my business account. And he's like, oh. he was like, that's not what I was thinking, but okay. I was like, no, like I really, and normally he's the one that's being like, okay, let's go. We got to do this. And this mm-hmm. time it was like the Lord kind of taking me to another level of like, I, your husband has led a lot along the way. Mm-hmm. It's time for you to step out in faith and believe me. And my husband's like, okay, if that's what you want to do, let's do it. Um, and so we gave that whole, emptied out that bank account that day, yeah. wrote the check over. And, you know, like you said, I don't, I don't give to get, but I was expectant because I knew the Lord wouldn't ask that sacrifice of me and mm-hmm. how long it took to get that money in that account if he wasn't going to do something with it. Um, and now we actually get to sit in this brand new building and it, mm-hmm. we're just busting at the seams and we're starting new locations. And so yeah. God has used that seat. Like mm-hmm. he did, I don't know exactly how he used it, but I know he used it to reach people's lives. And I know it was for a soul and a, and a person who is sitting in a seat every Sunday or that might, you know, be sitting in a seat one Sunday. So I don't know exactly how it got used, but I definitely know it got used And then two months later, I just had two videos that went bananas, cuckoo bananas on my YouTube channel. And then a month later, COVID hit and it just sustained that jump I had had from those two videos. And for that whole next year, I was making anywhere from like $6,000 to $8,000 a month just off of my content. And that, you know, sustained for a couple of years and it is down from there now. My views are down, but I'm making less videos and I have more measure. Um, But just to see like he, I mean, not only did he replace that 4,500 that I did, he multiplied it by, I think like 10 or 15 probably. If I think about what I made in that first year in 2020 being full-time in the middle of a pandemic when I shouldn't have been making any money. Wow. So... That's That's my, that's my testimony of, you know, it doesn't make sense in the natural, but I know that God was doing something in my heart to be like, this business isn't even yours, it's mine. And so when I tell you to be generous in different areas, I need you to obey because I'm going to, he is going to, I don't know how he's going to use it and how he's going to (laughs) bless me. And that's part of walking in generosity too. You don't always get to know how it's being used. Um, but anytime he tells me to give now, even when it hurts, I'm like, okay, you're going to do something. So I trust you. So I'm going to give it. And you guys may be wondering like, why are you sharing all these stories with us? And I think it's important to share these kind of stories with people. Um, not only does it help build our faith and encourage us to continue being generous. Yeah. We want that for you too, to see that like, 
if it can happen for us, mm-hmm. it can happen for you. Like yeah. it is worth doing. Mm-hmm. I don't think any act of generosity ever goes wasted. Um, and so that's why we're sharing these stories because we're not anybody special. We yeah. haven't done anything special. We don't have it all figured no. out. We don't get it right every time. No. I'm sure I've missed opportunities mm-hmm. where I can be generous. But I think when we remember the ways that we've stepped out in generosity and the ways that we've received generosity that it encourages us to continue down that path and yeah yeah oh my gosh I have another fun story that just popped into my head I'm sorry I'm gonna share another testimony (laughs) share another testimony we're here for it so our um our location that we go to church down in Nashville, there's a there's a huge homeless population in mm-hmm. Nashville that actually our body serves a lot um, with food and and clothing and things like that. Um, it's just Nashville's very temperate, so a lot of people can live outside. Um, so there is a huge homeless popu- population here, and there are lots of um, like centers around where we go to church in both different locations. This is when we were at the old location, um, and we used to go at four o'clock at night. Yeah. And it just so happened that day, the pastor was talking about like, you know, I just gave money to somebody on the way here. And any of you who are like, well, I'm not giving my money to a homeless person because they might use it on drugs or whatever, on alcohol, I don't know how they're going to be using it. And she was like, you know what, that's none of like, that's no matter to you. Like if I have it, and someone's in need, like I'm going to give it and God like will bring it back to me basically is what she was saying that very night. And (laughs) then we are out in the parking lot. And I will tell you, I never have cash on me. Never, never, <laughs> never have cash. <laughs> never, ever. And it just so happened, I think I had like $15 in my wallet. And this I was getting the kids in the car and this lady came up behind me. And she was like, Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I didn't see that you had kids in the car. I'm like, it's fine. And she's telling me this whole long story about like, she couldn't go back to the shelter because this and that she got kicked out for sassing Mm. someone. And she was telling me this whole story. And I said, you know what? Like, you don't have to tell me a story. I said, I just happen to have cash and I never have it. And it's yours. And you don't have to tell me. And I was able to just like give her a hug. And I was like, can I just pray for you that you'll be able to have somewhere to stay tonight and that you'll be safe And normally my interactions with people like that, those interactions tend to scare me, but I had so much peace about it Mm -hmm. and just gave her like, it wasn't much, but it was what I had. And I just blessed her and sent her on her way. And I remember two days later, God saying to me, like, go check your, your merch website, which I have a website for merch for pretty distressed, but I never sell anything. (laughs) Like it's just run through YouTube. I put a couple things up there. I buy the stuff, but nobody else ever buys anything off of there. I think I've made like a hundred dollars total in the five years that I've been doing it. And so God told me to go check that website. And like I had two orders for shirts that were and made, I think $30 off of it. So he had taken just what I gave just out of just being kind and he had doubled it and given it back to me, which he didn't have to do. Yeah. You didn't have to do, but it's just like little things like that. Like if you will just test being generous and little spurts and see like what comes back, I think it's going to encourage you. So again, that's why we like to share these little testimonies of, of what can happen. Yes. <laughs> and I, I have to say too, that like, you know, sometimes generosity feels inconvenient. You know, I was just thinking when you were saying that, like, my daughter is very generous and 
we were recently traveling to Lexington for a horse convention because she's a horse lover and we're driving and we end up in this part of Lexington I'm not familiar with. It doesn't look like a great area. And as we're passing by an intersection, she sees a man like holding a sign saying he's hungry. And she's like, mom, we're, we got to stop to get him food right now. Like we have to. And I'm like, so we're running lit. It's like nine o'clock at night. It's getting dark. I'm starving. We've been out in the heat all day. And I'm just like, no, I'm like so irritated. And I had to stop myself and say like, you know what? Yeah, we were going on our way to dinner anyways, right around the corner. Like, let's pick this person up food, turn around and give it to him. Yes, it's inconvenient. And I was, my first response was annoyance. And I was immediately humbled because I'm like, this is my child, like wanting to be generous Mm -hmm. too. And I should never stop her. <gasps> You're doing that to the be gener- generous. The legacy so. of generosity that you said, like yes. that you never didn't necessarily have modeled for you, but you and Jonathan are obviously modeling it for her. Uh, so. We're trying, and I like I'm saying I we're don't get it perfect. And in that moment, <laughs> yeah. initially, I was like irritated, but you know, I love that she wants to be generous, yeah. even if it's. <laughs> With my money that's but beautiful. still it was the heart behind it that's but, beautiful well yeah. okay so we you know again we're giving everybody grace here because wherever you're at we feel like there's somewhere you can start yeah so let's talk about like if you're not ready to you know be giving finances away yeah. let's talk about where you can start practically with what yes. you have yes I think the biggest way the easiest place to start is with encouragement okay it to me it is it can definitely be humbling, but to just give people a kind word, to encourage them, especially in business and in the world of social media. I mean, how easy is it to take 30 seconds to encourage somebody in a comment or a DM to repost something you mm-hmm. loved? I mean, that is really To just easy. send a DM of encouragement like, hey, this project is awesome. Yeah. Like, I love it so much. I mean, it means a lot. I think that is a great place to start. Encouragement, be an encourager. I tell my kids that every day. Who doesn't love to be around an encouraging person? And it feels so good as the encourager to just bless somebody and give them a word that is going to lift their spirits, let them know they're on the right track. Again, in the social media world, we're all so isolated too. Mm-hmm. It feels good to get that feedback, that those positive words. So I think encouragement is a great place to start. Perfect. I think secondly, time is the other place to start. If you don't feel like you are ready to step out and be generous with finances, give your time. Like they say that all the time in response to like our church, but give your time and serve, whether it is at your church, is it at your kid's school? Is it I know for us, we have to give of our time for sports and Mm -hmm. volleyball to serve in concessions. And there's so many different ways you can be generous with your time. Is it scheduling a coffee with a person who's maybe going through a rough patch? Is it a phone call to somebody Mm -hmm. giving them five minutes of just your time to talk when they need a listening ear? I think time is secondly you know, a really easy way we can be generous. Yeah. And going back to your encouragement thing too, like, I think 
hearing someone's voice spoken over you is very powerful. Mm -hmm. So if you're thinking, oh, I'm thinking about you, I want to send you a text. I want to encourage you to actually record like a voice memo on your phone and send it to somebody because there is power in your voice and in your words beyond like text message. I think so much is lost on text message, the nuance of just emotion and inflection and where things are coming from. So that's something too, that you can do when you're thinking about someone is just send them like a little voice message of encouragement, just taking that that, like five minutes out of your day to do that. That, That's like encouraging me right now to think of like, can I think of like two people to send a message to today to encourage? Yes. I love that because speaking life over somebody is very powerful. Mm -hmm. I think, um, not that writing it isn't, but there is something about somebody speaking a word of encouragement yeah. over you. And practically, I am going to just still challenge you with money, you guys, because money is yes. just like, it's <laughs> such, and it it's can become such an idol. Us. It can yes. become such a, a, a measure of success. And it's just really not you guys. I mean, we need it. We need it to live. Um, but the more that you can kind of take away the power that money has over your joy and your happiness and your mm-hmm. success, I think the better off mentally you're going to be. So I'm just going to challenge you. Like Maggie said, tipping is yes, the easiest way to bless the somebody. Easiest place to start. The next time you're eating out or whatever you have to give a tip, what if you just give a dollar over what you feel like you should give? Or what if you give $2 over? And maybe I the say next $5. Time you give $5 <laughs> over. Just like if you can take that little step to push yourself out of your comfort zone and yes. give over what you think. And I think we all have opportunities to tip every day. So that's my challenge yes. to you. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't, do you think there's more? I mean, I, I mean, think we there's tons of more. We could go on and on forever, but we would again, love to hear your stories, your testimony of where you've seen breakthrough in, um, you know, finances or just your time and being generous. We'd love to hear your stories. So please put them down in the comments. If you're watching on YouTube, Yes. And this has been so encouraging for me. And I just want to encourage us all to be people of action and not just to hear these testimonies and this, these words about generosity and do nothing like to think of it now and then never take action. Like let's be people of action this week. Let's start planting the seeds of generosity and watch the ripple effect that it has in our areas of influence. Like, let's make it a habit. Let's make it a discipline, I think, to be generous in all these different ways yeah. that we have spoken about. And I just, I think the people that are in our areas of influence are just going to be so blessed that they're going to go out and do the same. Ooh, I can't wait to hear. And so that's exciting. beautiful. That's beautiful. Well, now we're going to transition into <laughs> yes. our new segment that we're adding to the podcast called Our Favorite, Favorite Things. Oh, but maybe we shouldn't sing it. <laughs> wait, why? <laughs> oh, you thought that was okay. <laughs> I'm not a singer. That's no. okay. Neither am I. But so would you like, we both have picked out a favorite thing that we want to share with you. Do, would you like to go first? Sure. Is okay. it just one thing? Oh man. Yeah, we're just, we're, we're, it's a segment, Maggie. So every week you have to come back to see the favorite thing. Okay. My favorite thing this week is a makeup item. And love it. (laughs) I decided to try a drugstore eyeliner. I know this seems silly, but I normally get the benefit roller. La- roller liner bougie just how much does that exp- cost it's like 22 dollars. so i have been on the hunt 
for a drugstore dupe. I have not been successful until now. And I've only worn it for three days. But I'm going to say the NYX, what's it called? I think it's Epic. The NYX Epic Liquid Liner Felt Tip Pen in brown. It's got to be brown, guys, because I'm... You're very fair. I'm very fair. My eyelashes and eyebrows are very light, not to mention, you know, we're in our 40s. And sometimes the black liquid liner can be a little bit harsh. But this stuff stays all day. It's like $10. And so far, I'm loving it. So far, you're loving it. And it's perfect dark brown. And I was telling Christina this, for all of you who use liquid liner, someone at Sephora once told me to make sure you always store it upside down. So it doesn't dry out. So it doesn't dry out. That makes so much sense. Pro tip there. Yeah. So, and I I found that because this is the eyeliner that I use for my daughter for her dance competitions (laughs) because I have to do full makeup on her (laughs) and you found it in brown and you're enjoying it. And now I've learned the tip to have it last longer. I need to be storing it upside down because right now I think it's laying horizontal in her bag. So yeah. And then they dry out faster. Yeah. Okay. Good tip. There you go. And it's in my like it to know it. Oh, perfect. My favorite thing that I'm going to be sharing today is content. So I have gotten hooked on the new podcast that everyone has been talking about, Scamanda. If you're fans of cereal and you like true crime stuff, this is the new thing. It is based on a true story of a woman who faked cancer and had a whole blog around it. I've heard of this. I am only on the first episode and I am only 25 minutes in, but I am already hooked because the backstory beyond the fact of her faking cancer. Oh my gosh, I have to listen. Is wild. And it is so well done. It's a, I think it's a British journalist who does it. And they have an actor reading the blog posts as like this Amanda character. Oh my gosh. And I just cannot wait to see where this goes and how it unravels. But I know lots of people have been listening to it and recommending it. So y'all should listen to it with me and maybe we can chat about it. I know I was podcast. kind of saving it for like a long road trip, but I don't have one coming up. Well, so you know what everybody says they're doing it is during, um, you know, car pickup because they're only oh, like 30 smart. minutes long. So you can kind of, they're digestible. And you can you know stop and whatever. So I've it's been Carline podcast fodder. If you're okay. if you're a Carline warrior like us, like we are. Okay. Well, we'll link to that <laughs> yeah. in the description box so you guys can check it out if you're interested. Yeah, perfect. Well, we did it. We made it through another one. We did. What is this now? Thirteen. Oh, oh my, my gosh, that's wild. wild Something to wild. celebrate for sure. Um, but yes, you guys sound off in the comments. We want to know favorite things. We want to know s- testimonies of generosity, any future podcast topics. We'd love to hear that too. Um, so we can have ideas for our next recording. And uh, yeah, it's been a good one. It's been I'm a good excited. one. I'm encouraged. I'm encouraged. And uh, I love sharing testimonies because now I'm reminded of just all the things that we've been through. And I'm encouraged by your testimony. And I'm even encouraged by some of my testimonies. I know. I it's I really, it's good to remember yeah. um, the ways that we've been blessed so that we can remember the next time we're stretched in our giving. For sure. We have that to go back to and remember. So. All right. Well, thanks for joining us thanks today, you guys. Us. And we'll see you next time in the Cypress Room. Yes. See you next time. Bye.